season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come on. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Uh, it's Pat and JT, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, share, uh, you can call your grandma, wake her up and let her know that we're doing a podcast if she does not already know. Grandmas usually know everything. Though. Because it's a podcast, though, you don't have to wake her up. Because she point. can listen when she wakes Grandma up. Grandma sleeps a lot. She doesn't have to show up when we tell her to. That's the beauty of podcasts. That's right. Right? You can listen when you want to. Yeah. That's uh, a good point. Big thank you to Centris also for, for being our partners this year for 2022. We're trucking right along. The year's flying by. Um, I know we've been telling you about the opportunities, uh, work opportunities that they have. A future you can bank on, entry-level positions. They want to teach you all kinds of new things and um, get on their website. You can take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Also, they're having a free movie night, September 30th. So as we speak, what is today? It's the 7th. The 7th. So uh, September 30th, there's going to be a free movie night. And we can't tell you the actual name of the movie, but we can say not a bunch of hocus pocus, but the gates open at 6. <clears throat> the movie starts at 730. I don't get it. It's kind of Halloween themed. I'm just going to go with that. Okay. Free family night, Warner Park. Um, concessions will be available. That's going to be fun. I mean, like stadium seating. Oh my gosh! And it's you can bring chairs or sit on the field. And it's the time of the year where it's going to be maybe maybe like a long sleeve shirt, potential hoodie in the evening weather. Right. Get so again, so six thir- six o'clock is when the gates open on the thirtieth at Warner Park. The movie's at seven thirty. So wave your magic wand. No hocus pocus. Oh my gosh. I, okay, I get it. I get it now. I didn't get it at first. Uh, but uh, there's also going to be, check the show notes. There is a link to the Eventbrite so you can uh, RSVP because they just want to kind of get a head count of what they're looking at. Um, but you know, any of the events that they have out at Warner Park are always a blast. Oh, always fun. And yep. so tying it in with Centrist Federal Credit Union is a no-brainer. So again, if you're thinking about the uh, work, if you're looking for a job, Federally insured and CUA, equal opportunity, affirmative action employer. Otherwise, check their website. It's uh, centrusfcu.org. You can scan around there on their blogs or go to that website slash careers and you can find out about there some gigs. Easy enough. Some All right. New gigs. So speaking of new gigs, um, I don't know if this is a good time or not. This may be a really rough segue. Anyway. <laughs> if I have an idea where you're going, I think it's going to be a pretty rough segue. We but have we'll a lot see. of, we'll we have different gigs. We have other shows on our network, as you know. And we've had, I don't know, have we ever had Malia on our show? Uh, like okay. once or yes. twice? Yes, remember? Uh, I totally foobarred that one up. Remember? Because we recorded oh. with her and Amanda when they were in town. Then I deleted it. And then I yeah. had to record on a Friday afternoon at 530 with her before she left. I haven't been on the show with her. You you have been, but nobody's heard it except Nobody the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> except the four of us. So, yeah. all right. So it's still not actually Malia on our show, but we're going to steal some audio <laughs> from her show. Um, because this is really interesting because her show is about really just like Maritime disasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Total Ship Show is the name of it. So it's she does Below Deck on mm-hmm. uh, Bravo, but the, the show is her show is not about Bravo, but it is about ship shit. <laughs> yeah, ship show, yes, yeah, about Total ship. ship Show. Yeah. So <laughs> she shit. talks about you know some things that happened at sea. This is one I no doubt. It, well, it was in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 10 years ago, I can't believe it's been 10 years. And in some weird way, it feels like it was 100 years ago. But then on, on the other side of it, it seems like it was just last year. It seems year. like it just happened. Because it was such a massive thing that it was such a massive thing when the Costa Concordia hit, ran aground in Italy and tipped yeah. sideways. It just, and then, 
yep. and yep. then they had the video of the captain hop skipping a jump off of the ship like ah, i'm yeah. out of here with his hair on fire leaving feet leaving people stranded some people i think even days later they they were recovering employees that were like in submerged parts of the ship mm-hmm. um, oh yeah going back to bring people out but she actually Grab some people that were had firsthand accounts. There is a there were um, a girl named Rose Metcalf, and you can go when to you Rose said Metcalf. Rose, I instantly went to Titanic. I know, I know, I, and, and, and that's I, where I was like, who the hell? What? What? Right, who? <laughs> right, and that's what I thought when we start when we booked her. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I'm she's sure she's 190 that, years old. I'm sure she's heard that a million times. No wonder she's in such. Yeah, <laughs> my um, name was Rose. I would not get on a ship. Right, <laughs> ever <laughs> or, or Jack. No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we, um, so her name's Rose Metcalf, and she was a dancer, um, like an entertainment, not a stripper. She no. was a dancer. No, no. Because when, when I see when you see I dancer, know. when you say dancer or entertainer, you instantly think stripper. I know, not a but stripper. On a ship, right? They yes, have cruise ship they, entertainment, and she, and she was like ahead of all the dancers, whatever. Okay. And like think Las Vegas, right? But with their tops on. So what was interesting <laughs> was that, and you know, I think you've been on a cruise before, right? Yes. And I've been on a cruise before. And when, before you actually take off, yeah. they have, everybody on the, sh- the ship has to get to their muster stations and they have to go over like emergency procedures or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she was walking through this process. She was on the Costa Concordia that, that day. And she was, um, it, that when it happened, it was like two or three days, I think, into the cruise or whatever. And she was actually in the, the area of the ship underneath where the rocks impact, where the, the ship impacted the rocks. And she okay. was, it's, 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 her story is incredible. And the way she tells her story is incredible that the week prior, same ship, same path, same everything. And she remembers thinking, we're this, we are so close to land. I can't believe we aren't, this is, I can't believe this is allowed. She remembers thinking that and she almost can't be happening. She almost um, reported it to the captain, but she remembers thinking, mm, I mean, he obviously knows what he's doing. He's a captain. He, whatever. Looking back on it, she, of course, would. So you're she saying had. that the week before mm-hmm. they had come really close. Very, well, they always were close. Like they, she always, every time they went through there, she's like, I can't believe this is deep enough for us to go, but this, whatever. This so the, the following week they, they got a little bit too close. Anyway, mm-hmm. and she was underneath where the ship impacted the rocks and she saw the rocks come through the side of the mm. ship, water rushing in just like Titanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, her story goes from that to her. And I think, and we have a clip and, and this is her kind of, kind of talking about a little bit. It's a little tiny little snippet of it, yeah. but it goes from her seeing this to being airlifted uh, off uh, the, the ship in a right. helicopter. Cause there was no lights. There was nothing. People had no idea they were there. We just, just to, to set the stage real quick. This, this is not a small boat. This is one of the carnival mm-hmm. ships, carnival, sh- a biggie. You know, right? So over 3000 passengers and a thousand crew members. Over 4,000 people are on board. Mm-hmm. This is a big one. And I think they said that the reef where it hit is, um, it's on the islands where they were heading. It's that, that reef where they hit it is known for the rocks. It's known for this. I mean, it's like, it's not something to take lightly. Um, but when it hit, and, and a lot of people died, like 34 people died doing this. So granted, you think, oh, well, there's 4,000 people on board. It was, it was terrifying, mm-hmm. but listen to this. 
And we've got Rose Metcalf, who is a survivor of the Costa Concordia. So I was where we hit. And he said, you need to push off with all of your strength. And as we are winched up into the helicopter, we're going to hope that we swing away from the ship. We get pulled up and we're not going to hit the ship as we come back down. So they climbed up the side to set the stage a little bit on that because it's such a short clip. They were on the outside of the boat because it was listing. So they were able to climb from one deck to another on the outside. Remember the Poseidon Adventure? Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Right? Because everything is like upside down or sideways. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to climb through. So, that, and when they would climb up, they got they were in such a position where there was no light on them. There were, and the, the ship had no power. So there were there were people sitting on a ledge that nobody knew they were there. So they found there were some people some um, people from the military got on the ship and saw them and were shining flashlights to get the helicopters. Um, attention they finally found him and a guy from the um italian military was had rappelled down with a you know a rope and tied her rose and five or six other people independently of each other to his chest and he's told her and he's like listen this is going to be rough he goes when we when i give you the 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 sign we are going to shove off the side of the ship and at that point the helicopter is going to pull us up but if it's not perfectly timed we will slam into the boat, into the side of the ship. So that's what she talks about. And from that to uh, them getting out of the area she was in the ship and the water rushing in, and she had people on her team that died. She had people that she right. tried to help out that didn't make it out. So it was, and she's turned it around into such a thing where she's like such a, a, an empowerment thing. She helps um, women, men and women all over the world with PTSD and getting through situations like this. Um, like she said in there, she's well, life or she's, death situations, she's taken, right? Well, and yeah. even people that um, are just having issues and not even that life. She deals with, um, helps people with addiction issues. And mm-hmm. she's just, it's amazing. This, so the 34 that died, 27 were passengers, five crew, and two of the rescuers died as well. So the ship crashed January 13th. And it looks like it happened at night, right? Mm-hmm. Like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, yep. somewhere around there. And then the rescue started at 10. Okay, so it might a little bit before that, but the rescue started a little bit after 10 o'clock, 2,200 hours. I had to do the math. Um, so they said that immediately they were able to get a, a bunch of passengers off, and that's where they got the video of the captain mm-hmm. jumping off the boat. And then he called, finally called in. They got a hold of him at a bar, at a pub, and <laughs> they were in, and they were yelling oh, wow. at him. Um, we After we got done recording this, we went and listened, because I hadn't heard any of this audio stuff, you know? So right. um, Malia had some links of, of 911 calls, and it was all in Italian, but it was subtitled, of the, the authorities contacting this guy, the, the captain at the pub, telling him to get back on the boat. You're going to get arrested. People are dying, and he's pretending he can't hear. He is pretending wow. that he's on the boat still. And then in the next call, he was just left because he took people to the hospital. Like It was crazy wow. what this guy was trying to say. It was unreal. At the time when this happened, 10 o'clock, it says here at 1 o'clock... Air Force officer was lowered on board by helicopter, mm-hmm. and there were still about 100 people on board. So they had evacuated all those people in three hours. Crazy. Which is unbelievable, three, four hours. Um, and then they said that uh, the father of the, pre- the ship's priest, he was among the last to leave the ship at 1.30 in the morning. And then they had some that were missing. They said that one of the missing crewmen, as a matter of fact, was a waiter that was last seen helping other passengers disembark um and that some people 600 passengers were evacuated at like three to four o'clock in the morning four forty-five in the morning 
They noted it as complete. The next day, survivors were then transported off and then began the search for missing people for the next two weeks. It's yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's that I'm, is crazy. I'll link to the episode so you can listen to her whole story because I trust me, I'm doing it zero justice when she tells it first person. Um, but it's 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 amazing. There's there's even a story in here, January fourteenth. So this would have been just a couple of days after or the day after it happened. Divers were shipping or dive, sorry, divers were searching till nightfall. Divers and firefighters continued to search for the survivors who might have been trapped in the ship and rescued a South Korean newlywed couple who slept through the partial sinking because it was 1030 at night. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just tipped over as they were sleeping to awaken and find that they couldn't open their cabin's door two decks above the waterline. And they also found at that time the ship's purser who had broken his leg. That was the next day. Then on the 16th, they said that the ship started listing even further. Violent waters coming on, uh, interrupting the rescue service or rescue work. So trap doors were shut. Debris fell on rescuers. Um, operations resumed three hours later. And, and it goes through the whole process. And, and you can hear all this on the, on the podcast. I'm sure they're going to go through all this. But January 15th was the day that the final two bodies were thought to have been located. It's, yeah. um, but it's amazing incredible. story, but to hear one of the survivors of this, who is that close to being it's, not a survivor. Yeah. It, it really is riveting. It's, is fascinating. So, yes. So if you want to check out that podcast, highly is, recommend it. It's down in the description and you, or yep. you can just search a total ship show or heard at media or whatever, wherever. Spotify, iTunes. Mm-hmm. All over the place. There you go. That's what we got, guys. So, you guys, thank okay. you for Have listening, downloading, and rating, reviewing. So it helps other people find our podcast. That's how this jazz works. <laughs> thank you, guys. Pat and JT Podcast. A Huda Media Production.